You're listening to episode number 671 of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the World. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Welcome back, my friend, to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. I have no idea how this episode is going to go over for you, but this morning I was in a mood, in a good mood, a thoughtful mood, a mood where I'm like, hmm. Let me evaluate where I am in my life, my journey. What are my thoughts about what I'm experiencing in this season of my life? How awkward is it for me to just feel so good, given the fact that it's Monday and I slept in until 11.09 a.m.? How do I feel about that? Let me pull up my journal and begin to write about what's going on in my mind. And then at the end of writing my journal, I then like, hmm, I may create a podcast episode about this. Or I may not. I don't know. We'll see. And then all of a sudden, after I signed my name to my handwritten journal in my iPad using the Good Notes 5 app, <laughs> which you're going to hear about, I then hit the record button and instantly started speaking what you're about ready to hear. And then as I was going through, I'm like, this is meant to be an episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft show. And that was not my intention when I started recording. I I thought this was for sure going to be another audio journal entry for my Train With Cliff audio programming. But no, there's something that tells me that it might be you. You're not subscribed to the Train With Cliff audio program. And yet there's something in this episode that you're about ready to hear that will unseize the engine of your mind, your heart, your soul, that will help you crank the engine. And eventually, after a couple of times of that thing turning over, it will prime the fuel pump in such a way that there will be an ignition so that you can begin to get the momentum you need in your life again. I might describe this as a little bit more of a metaphysical, spiritual-inspired episode. And so this one, again, this is not the typical stuff. I don't typically come here to the Cliff Ravenscraft show and speak like this. This is the kind of stuff that I might normally do in the Train With Cliff audio program. But we're going to see how it goes. Here it is right now. You let me know after you finish this episode, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com, if you are enjoying this kind of content. It's a little bit more kind of just go with the flow kind of content. So without any further ado, here it is now. I'm going to read something that I just finished writing in my journal. It starts with Monday, October 25th, 2021, 12, 18 p.m. I'm sitting here in my dream office on a Monday afternoon, in quotes. I stayed up late last night and slept until 11.09 a.m. this morning. There was a time when I would have allowed myself to experience feelings of guilt and shame about my experience of this day so far. Yet I have seen massive shifts in my mindset about so many things that I feel nothing but peace, gratitude, and an abundance of potential to create whatever my heart desires. I'm surrounded by what I may have considered quote-unquote miracles in the past, 
But in hindsight, I see that I and others in the world have simply become more skilled at the laws of physics and other universal laws of the universe. For example, I'm writing this journal on an incredibly powerful iPad Pro, the original 12.9-inch model, with an Apple Pencil, using the GoodNotes 5 software that will never run out of pages for me to write on and that will never run out of quote-unquote ink for me to write with. I can change the color of my page or the color of my ink to any colors I can imagine within a few simple taps. Within seconds, everything I write in this journal is automatically backed up to the internet and instantly available on my desktop computers, my iPhone, all of my other iPads, etc. All of this can take place on any of these devices without a single wire connected to the device. By the way, I'm just going to insert here. You might be thinking, well, Cliff, okay, your desktop computer may be a power cable. Okay, sure enough. All right. (laughs) The point still is made on all these other devices. Okay, back to my journal. I can send anything I write in this journal to pretty much any person anywhere on this planet within seconds and with only a few taps on the screen. Heck, at this point, if I don't want to force the other person to try to read my handwriting, I can select any or all of the text on the screen and within a few taps, convert it over to standard computer text characters. I'm sitting in this office in the home that my wife and I had built between 2014 and 2015. The story of how this home became reality for us is a textbook case of this thing called the law of attraction. Although many people, by the way, have a hard time with that language. There there seems to be a, a real resistance to this talk of the law of attraction. I used to experience it myself, and I gotta admit, I'm still working through some of that resistance. Anyway, all of that is paraphrased outside of my journal. Now that I've finished saying law of attraction, let me continue on. Textbook case of this thing called the law of attraction, at least the premise that thoughts become things or that whatever you focus on consistently will tend to manifest itself in your life. Of course, I'm blown away by just how much I used to take for granted and how much I used to devote so much of my time and focus on what I perceived was not good. However, even those things that I once labeled not good or bad ended up being the perfect thing that I needed at the perfect time to get me to the place where I needed to go next in my life. Needless to say, at least for myself, it's needless to say, I now have an unshakable belief in the principle of pronoia. This is a state of mind that is the opposite of paranoia. Whereas a person suffering from paranoia feels that persons or entities or the universe are conspiring against them, a person experiencing pronoia feels that the world around them conspires to do them good. I may or may not record a podcast episode about this. And by the way, as I am now recording a podcast about this, I noticed that I wrote belief in here. And so I'm, okay, needless to say, there it is, uh, an unshakable belief. And I actually wrote unshakable believe. And what I love about this, I'm using a digital tool so I can just take the VE off and I can change my text back to color yellow and put an F in its place and now it's an unshakable belief as if there was never a mistake to begin with. 
So that's what I wrote in my journal. And I started this journal off with this thought. I'm sitting here in my dream office on a Monday, quote unquote, afternoon. I stayed up late last night and I slept in till 11.09 a.m. this morning. And there was a time in my life when I would have allowed myself, I would have actually forced myself to have feelings of guilt and shame about my experience of this day so far. But yet, here I am at 1.01 p.m. on Monday, October 25th, 2021, and I am exactly where I know I need to be, doing exactly what I know I desire to do, And I know that everything that has happened the way it has happened is exactly the perfect circumstance to set up what's going to come next. Whether that be things that I might later uh, down the road determine as quote unquote bad, what do you call that? Uh, Circumstances? No, not circumstances. Consequences, whether I some time down the road call these things bad consequences of wasting so many hours of my morning and all this other stuff. Yeah. Where do I want to go with this episode? I guess I'm just sitting here in awe of how much I had to work on becoming consciously aware of what I choose to believe. If I believe that the responsible way to make a living is to work Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., and then, of course, it seems to be that it's the accepted norm that those who truly have phenomenal success monetarily and many other labels of success. It seems that hustle culture has has really kicked in. And so if you really want that, you probably want to get up about four or five hours earlier in the morning and really get that start in the day. And if you can work until the wee hours of the morning, that's even better. Somehow there's this there's this unconscious teaching that while you should probably limit the amount of uh, time that you sleep, (laughs) meaning that work around the clock, you'll accomplish more. You know, you'll get more done while everybody else is sleeping. They can never catch up because you're just so willing to this. But at the same time, there's this thing, but sleep is so important and you always want to make sure that you get X number of sleep and then that is this kind of sleep. And I got to tell you, I love reading those books. I love studying what other people have experienced in their own life, takeaways, uh, thesis of, of what this means and how this might be applicable to, to and put into a framework that might help you gain more success in life. But I'm in a place right now where I take all of that in and I, I evaluate it, and I'm no longer at a place where I just blindly accept everything that I read in a book or that I hear on a, in a tech talk or some documentary or from a anyone. I don't want to just blindly take in anything that anybody has ever said to me. I want to I want to take what I've heard without accepting or rejecting it. I don't want to just go into every conversation. It's like, okay, I know what is true, and so I'm going to listen to what you say, and I'm going to see where I disagree and where I agree, and I just want to make sure that everything that that comes through that I allow to go into my subconscious mind, that it just validates what I already believe. I've been there before. It didn't produce the kind of life that I desired. (laughs) But... The danger that I found was when I just found people that 
I thought that I should trust. I'd been conditioned to believe I should trust this group of people, this group of people, this group of people. And I'll just be on the record. Uh, This religious institution and these theological teachings and this group of people within this faith-based organization or this political party, you know, these politicians, these local community government leaders, or your parents, or anybody that's older than you, aka your elders, you should always trust and respect them. And I think there's value in all of those things, in all of those people. But I ran into a lot of issues in my life by blindly accepting their perceptions that were spoken as absolute truths and then just accepting those as my absolute truths. So, for example, it used to be that there's no way I could have a three-day work week, working Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and generating all of the income that I need for my family of five, kids in college, all of this stuff, there's no way. I I used to, that's just not right. I remember when I became full-time self-employed, and I was the podcast answer man, and I was creating lots of content for a network called Generally Speaking Production Network, which is still there today, gspn.tv. If you haven't checked it out, there's, there's a lot of other shows that I create other than this one. But I remember very specifically back in the day, being full-time self-employed, transitioning out of the mindset of an employee. I remember when I had the freedom and flexibility in my schedule that occasionally I would go out during work hours, in air quotes, and I would just go out and enjoy a walk in the sun There were days where I just, it's beautiful blue skies, light and fluffy clouds just hanging up in the sky. The golden glow of the sun radiating warmth, but yet a cool breeze outside, just really inhaling this fresh, crisp, clean air, giving life to my lungs, hearing, feeling my heartbeat as I'm walking in this beautiful daylight, brisk, being free, and thinking, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But occasionally, I would go out on those walks around one or two o'clock in the afternoon, or maybe it's at 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning, and I have a handheld digital audio recorder, and I'll never forget how many times I recorded a show back then called Pursuing a Balanced Life, which was an audio journal format, and I would be out on a walk, and if I mentioned what day of the week and what time it was, And if it happened to be one of those times when I'm, you know, supposed to be working (laughs) and I'm enjoying the freedom of the life that I've created for myself, that I need to somehow explain that away, that I'm working really hard outside of these walks and all of this other stuff. But I've broken free from a lot of that over the years. It's taken time. One of the things that many people will say to me today is, Cliff, I'll let you go. I know how busy you are. And I would say to that today, it depends on what you call busy. You see, I'm... I, I don't know that busy would ever describe my life today. There are seasons where I, there, where I might actually define what my life looks like as a busy day. For example, on Tuesdays, I, if I get up in the morning on Tuesday and I head straight to the gym, 
and I pack in and listen to some Tony Robbins materials on the way to the gym, and then when I get to the gym, before I head into the gym to do my workout, I might read a chapter of a book on my Kindle, and then I get in and I do my cardio and watch a video, whether it be entertainment or educational, while working out, or maybe having uh, an Apple Fitness Plus instructor guiding me through uh, high-interval intense training and all that, you know, the HIIT workout. And then doing some strength training, uh, lifting some heavy stuff to build my muscle mass, keep myself going strong so that I can celebrate my 100th birthday by doing a 100-mile bike ride. I think that would be awesome. And then, of course, leaving the gym, probably listening to something a little bit lighter on the way back, but probably still very educational. And then immediately going straight upstairs, hopping into the shower, getting dressed, and I've got a little bit of extra time to do just a few things to prepare myself for my first coaching call of the day, wrapping up that call, and then doing the post-call follow-up, then walking outside, making sure that the sun is still hanging up in the sky, taking a deep breath in, and I've got about 15, 20 more minutes before my next call of the day, and then I do the post-call follow-up, the, you know, just all of those things. Go, I might go upstairs, refill my water bottle or something like that, and I've got about 15 more minutes to prepare for this next call, and then do that call for 90 minutes, and then all of a sudden do the post-call scenario and all that stuff, and then just sit there, and it's like, wow. What an incredibly awesome day. And then I look and I'm like, hmm, it's Tuesday and I still have some other things that I've committed to. Looks like uh, we've got some family coming over tonight. We've got these people coming over. We got this thing. Need to take out the trash cans to the curb and, and all of this other stuff. And lo and behold, you know, I might get up on five or six o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. And when I'm finished with that day, I might actually say, hmm, I had a busy day today. but those days are so few and far between for me by design. You see, I've discovered one thing about me is that I'm an introvert and I get recharged by being alone and by myself in quiet solitude It's one of the reasons why I have always preferred solo hosted content creation, pre-recorded without a live audience. Now, don't get me wrong. I can perform in front of a live audience. Just because I'm an introvert does not mean that I don't like being around people. I love being around people. I love, my life is devoted to being of service to others, That's my calling. I know this, to entertain, educate, encourage, and inspire. And if I can do that through a podcast episode, then by all means. But if I can do that one-on-one, either physically or through a computer screen and technology, it doesn't matter to me. I love being of service to other people. There's nothing that is more fulfilling to know that what I just did has made somebody else's life better. That is is the ultimate fulfillment for me. But what I've also discovered is that taking the energy that I have built up within myself, all of the high vibrational energy, that's the best way that I can describe it, and I'm not going to go into detail about it here. I talk about high vibrations versus low vibrations, but basically going in and bringing an energetic excitement to somebody to kind of jumpstart their dead batteries. Now, that's in pretty extreme cases, okay? There are some people that just need, you know, it's just, they need a little top off or, you know, or they need some clarity and I love bringing those things as well. But a lot of my work is kind of like the AAA guy who is coming to help jumpstart your car. I, Cliff, I'm stuck. I'm really struggling with this. I just can't see any way out of this situation, Cliff. Is there any is is there anything you can do? Please help me. I'm desperate. Now I gotta tell you that that is some of the work that I do. It's not all of the work that I do. 
But occasionally, I'll have two or three of those calls on a thir- on a Tuesday. It happens. And after I do the work that God put me here to do, to share some of that energy, to to jump, get them jump started, to get them momentum again, to get their engine going and start some momentum towards the the life they were created to live, to, the, to, to begin the creation process within them again, to rekindle the spark of dreams within them. That can take a lot of energy out of me. Now, for those of you who are in my generation, uh, back in the day, we used to jumpstart each other's cars all the time, and and I, I, if one of the things you know about jumpstarting cars is that, hey, if you're going to use your car to jumpstart somebody else's car whose battery is dead, you want to make sure that you start your car so the alternator is actually charging that battery through the motion of the engine. So you, you want to make sure that that alternator motor is keeping your battery charged while you're doing it. If you don't, if you just pull your car up, turn your engine off, hook up the jumper cables and say, okay, here's my battery with, you know, full of energy. And here's your battery, which has no energy. We put connect the cables between the two of them. And you go try to start your car. You may very well potentially be able to start your car through the power of my battery alone and get that momentum. But there is a very real possibility that if my battery isn't fully charged or if your engine is so seized or has been out of commission for so long, if the engine of your life has lacked momentum, it may take many, 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 many cranks of that engine before it starts bringing in the fuel into the carburetor so that there can be ignition and spark and flame and fire that brings up the momentum of the engine again. I can't believe, do you guys remember when we had carburetors in cars? Anyway. And and so for me, it's it's kind of like, you know what? I, I love this. I, I love the fact that I know this about myself. And as a result of that, I've created a life that says, you know what? What I do is incredibly powerful. The gifts, talents, and abilities that I have, the skills, the techniques, the strategies that I've learned along the way, my education, my experience, my areas of expertise are life-changing. In many cases, it the work that I do is the difference between life and death for some people. And I do mean that in its very real literal sense. But even just one step removed from that, it's it's whether or not somebody actually is living life, even though they're, there are physical signs of life, are they truly living? And the fact that when somebody can, quote unquote, begin to break free from limiting beliefs that are holding them back, that are that are causing them to lack momentum towards any real improvement of their life, whether it be relationally, physically fit and health-wise, or financially, or in their business, or whatever the case may be, there's a lot of power in what I do. And so I've gotten to the place where it's like, wow, you know what? I understand the value of what I offer and I want and desire to create a life for myself where I have deter- will determine the people who can get the most value out of what I do, the people who will understand and recognize the value of what I bring to the table and who will pay the prices for which I have set for the value that I bring to the table. And then I will allow each of those people to have an experience of that power and then to determine for themselves, are they recognizing that value? Are they willing to make that investment? And as a result of this, 
I've created mastermind group environments where groups of people can come together and every week make sure that we're finely tuning our engines and revving down, keeping the momentum going, sharing and and bringing all of our education, all of our expertise, all of our experience, skills, talents, and abilities, and bringing that all to everyone else. And, and we're just, dude, There, you can't stop this train. This train is way too powerful. Uh, you know, it, it, I mean, we could we could bring the train to the halt, do you, but do you know how much effort and energy would be required for us to break the momentum that we are as a team, as this mastermind group? <laughs> yeah, that it, it it take a lot of it take a lot to to slow these trains down. The next level mastermind, which you can learn more about, by the way, over at nextlevelmastermind.info. Anyway, so I, I facilitate a few of these paid mastermind groups. I charge according to their value. Actually, I, I frankly, I, I sh- they're more valuable than what I charge. If you listen to some of the testimonials that I share from time to time, you'll hear people say, man, this is the single greatest investment I've ever made. And a number of people have... 2x, 3x their income over the course of just one year, accomplishing more in one year than they could ever dream of accomplishing on their own. And that's not just me. That That's the fact that I bring powerful people into that group and everybody adds to the success of everybody else in the group. That's the power of a mastermind group. But I do use the mastermind principle also in my one-on-one because there are some people where they're, they just, they're just stuck. They need to get that momentum up and running so that they can actually perceive the value that they have to bring to the world. And until somebody can perceive the value that they bring to the world, I can't bring them into the Next Level Mastermind because if they do not believe they have value to offer to others, they are actually blocking themselves from adding any other value to the Mastermind group for which uh, is one of the reasons why I will not bring somebody who does not recognize their value into a mastermind group. And that, But I will work with that person one-on-one. And so now I've gotten to this place where Tuesday I do three 90-minute calls. And then on uh, Wednesday, I do a couple, well, I do one AM group in the Next Level Mastermind. I have my own personal mastermind group with the green room. My Wednesday afternoons are pretty much whatever I decide them to be on a weekly basis. But then Tuesdays, I have two 90-minute calls in the daytime. And for those who still have a day job, I have created an environment where somebody who's looking to make the transition can enter into an evening group of the Next Level Mastermind. So I have a 90-minute call that's at night. And that's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I've created a life where I have no need of any uh, virtual assistance at this season of my life. That may change in the future. I currently have no need for a team that supports me as employees or contracted workers or anything of that nature. That may change in the future. I currently am a solo entrepreneur. I'm a solopreneur. I'm a self-employed business owner. And there was a time when I believed that living this life is not responsible. What happens if something happens to you? What if you can't perform your work? And I'm like, we could turn the tables and say, what if your single employer decides to put you out on the street tomorrow? What if there's a global pandemic and the entire globe shuts down and the stock market with all of your savings goes to the ground? You know, what What? What if, What we could play the what if game all day, every day. But what if I look at life in such a way that I recognize that I am surrounded by a world, a universe, a God, a creator, a source of all things, where everything is out there bringing about perfect scenarios, even though I might sometimes perceive them and label them as bad or not good, or, oh, this is a terrible experience, I would, oh, man, this is so tragic, and all of this other stuff. 
But ultimately, where everything does seem to work out for the good, what if I go through life in a way where I say, you know what? I recognize some of the concerns for which you bring up. What is the difference between my scenario where I work three days a week and I can generate thirty to $50,000 a month pretty easily? I can also, depending on what I do or don't do in my business, can see my income drop as low as maybe even $11,000 a month. But at the end of the day, what brings about my certainty in life? Is my certainty in life that I work really hard? Is my certainty in life based upon the fact that I have no debt? Is is the certainty in my life the fact that I know that financially in the future I never have to work again and I have all the money I'll ever need? What if I simply recognize that, wow, life is the ultimate net worth? What if the net worth of my life is the fact that I am I am experiencing all that is, fully alive. What if living is all about experiencing what is and embracing it for the change that it constantly brings? What if, what if my certainty is knowing that everything is going to change? What if my certainty is knowing that everything that I own, all of the money that I have in the account, all of this stuff, 300 years from now will not mean a darn thing, at least not to me as I perceive myself to be as Cliff Ravenscraft here today. Unless, who knows, maybe maybe they'll... uh, find some way to dump our consciousness into some kind of organic computing system and we could live forever. I have no idea. It doesn't matter to me. It's not something I'm looking forward to. I, I just, I just am. I'm just experiencing life. I'm just, it's like, I'm along for the ride, but not only am I along for the ride, but I, I've learned and I've recognized that I have the gift of co-creation. I can create. I have so many experiences of things that I've created in this world, things that were just thoughts that are now physical realities in my life. It's happened time and time again, and so have you. Sometimes we take our thoughts that we focus on consistently, and, and those things have manifested some pretty terrible physical realities for us, and some of us have learned the power of shifting that focus to higher things and do that long enough and break free from the momentum of the 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 old focus and the old beliefs and the old thought patterns and behaviors and actions and all that other stuff and we start to see some new stuff show up in our life but what if it's neither about the avoiding the bad and and gaining the good what if it all just is the experience of what is the life that that is just there. These are the things I love to think about these days. You know, how am I perceiving my world? There are times when I I love early morning routines. Sometimes I get really excited about the fact that I, you know, I have a season where for three to six months out of the year, I might wake up at 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning every morning and spend the first four or five hours of my day every day before I do any work-related stuff. And I'm just studying, learning, growing, journaling, exploring what is in my mind and in my soul and in my spirit, and then being so supercharged into the day. But is that really any better than times when Sometimes I just really enjoy the quiet solitude of a late evening where at one o'clock in the morning I feel like, man, I'm wired and my mind is desiring to explore and to read and to study and to grow and I go to bed around four and then sleep until 11.09 in the morning. Is that, there, there are Things that say, well, routines, Cliff, habits, Cliff, atomic ones even, or 
earth, what is the what is that the miracle mornings and and all this other stuff these these things are slipping into the mass consciousness these are the things that oh here are the things we are are in agreement of as a culture as a society hustle is something we value cliff and you don't seem to be hustling enough now i don't hear those words from people outside well, I, so, okay <laughs> Occasionally, occasionally somebody slips in an email every now and then. It's amazing how many times in the past that guilt and shame and all of this condemnation of my own lifestyle, whatever that lifestyle happens to be in any season of my life, so much of it was all heaped upon myself, by myself. It was me thrusting shame upon myself. It was me pouring the guilt all over myself. It was me that brought about the condemnation. It was self-condemning thoughts and emotions. I'm not saying there's no value in early morning routines and habits because I have found in seasons of my life where there are. I'm not saying that there's any, uh, there's not any value in religious institutions and dogma and doctrine because there is. And so many different seasons of my life benefited greatly from those things. I'm not saying there isn't any value in hearing the wisdom offered by older folks our elders, our parents, because there are so many things we can learn if we will listen to them. And so many things in my life, I've, I've benefited from the advice of people who are older and supposedly wiser. Does that mean that they're without error in their own perceptions? Are there some things that they fully believe to be true? They're absolutely convinced are true. And because I was conditioned to believe that they're older and wiser, I should learn from them and just apply it. I should make my bed every morning. Some of you know exactly the motivational talk I'm talking about. If you want to change the world, start off by making your bed. If you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day. It will give you a small sense of pride, and it will encourage you to do another task, and another, and another. And by the end of the day, that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed. Making your bed will also reinforce the fact that the little things in life matter. If you can't do the little things right, you'll never be able to do the big things right. I haven't made my bed. I I can't remember the last time I made my bed in the morning. It's just not something that has ever been of value to me. I I love the fact that when I'm laid down at night, the ceiling fan has cooled the sheets of my bed and I hop in and I pull the cover over top and I'm like, wow, this is awesome it's amazing how many things that that I have in the past decided to ritualize. And as long as I live according to these rituals, I feel really good about myself. And if I feel that, man, I'm not living according to these rituals, I'm going to experience negative feelings. And those negative feelings are really helpful for me to actually get back into that routine and and maintain that habit. And there's not, I'm not saying there isn't even value in that in seasons of my life. But at what point do I recognize where I could choose to feel good about myself all of the time? And even as I say those words out loud, knowing that these words will be heard by others, I'm asking myself and I'm hearing some of the mass consciousness of 
of humanity who will say, but Cliff, if you feel good about yourself all the time, you may do things that are not good. And if you feel good about yourself all of the time, then you will just be in a delusional state where you're absolutely out of touch with humanity and how you show up in the world. And and you will be this calloused person who is selfish and self-absorbed and arrogant and egotistical and, and everybody will know. I, I'm hearing, I, I took that train of thought for just a second. I'm done with it. Hopping off of that train, letting it pass the station now. Feeling good all the time doesn't mean for me that I never experience a moment of clarity about how something that I've just done is not in alignment with my values. So there are times, I, I have, by the way, I have come to a place where I have made a decision. I feel good all of the time. I, it's a commitment that I have. But what I mean by that, it's a global overall feeling good all of the time. That, that's my home. That's where I, re, it's my homeostasis is this feeling of peace. That all is right. That all is perfect. And that everything that comes into my life, whether it comes in from other entities or if it comes from the universe, if it comes from God, if, if you believe in God, for me, I do. Whatever comes my way, it's all perfect. It's Sometimes I label it as good. Sometimes I label it as bad. Sometimes I might label it as neutral. But it just, in every circumstance, today I just understand that regardless of what label I may be tempted to throw onto it, and sometimes I still do throw labels of good or bad onto the circumstances that come into my life, I have come to the place where it's perfect. It is what it is. It is what it is. Today, I got up at 11.09 a.m. It is what it is. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the gift that I have built a life for myself where I have the freedom of having four-day weekends in my work week. Every single week, ever since the uh, the end of 2019. So it started officially in, in, in the end of 2019. I said, what do I want for 2020? And I decided I wanted to only have scheduled required activities on my work schedule for generating income. I want to be able to fit all income generating requirements of my business in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I want to have the freedom and flexibility to never have to do anything in my business on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. Now, that doesn't mean that I can never work on the weekends, and it's just never required for what I need to do financially. That's the commitment that I've made to myself. And I, 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 I'm I, recording this right now on Monday, October 25th. It's now 1.40 p.m. in the afternoon, and I am loving life. I don't feel like what I'm doing right now is work. I feel like what I'm doing now is what I want to do right now. There are times where what I do for work in generating income, there are some times when I'll, I do those things because, well, I, I see a need for some financial revenue to come in and I want to make sure that that happens pretty consistently based upon the agreements that I've made with what I want to do in the world and those agreements come with financial commitments that I've made, and so therefore I need to do things that do these things. And I have found the so far, for me, what I have come to believe as the most profitable route to do that in alignment with how I most want to be in this world. And that's why I do the work that I do on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. But to come back to this topic... What is this topic? Why did I hit record on this podcast episode? It all started with the fact that I came into this office, which is my dream office, in my dream house, that the story is absolutely astonishing how this house came into being. 
And if I want to, if I if I ever, it's like, man, you know what? I, I there's an unexpected expense that just came up. There is nothing that could keep me from coming up with a creative idea. And if I can't come up with it on my own, all I have to do is incorporate the mastermind principle with one or more people. And I have many different mastermind group alliances that I'm a part of. I can instantly come up with ideas on how to generate an extra thirty or $60,000 within the next seven days, 30 days, 90 days, whatever is necessary. It's all possible. And that's where my mind is today. That's because I broke free from all of those old beliefs from everything that they said. If I, if I relied, now I will tell you this, my dad, he says, I am so proud of you. And, and I, I'm like, thanks, Dad. I really appreciate that. There are a couple of things about my dad and I and our relationship. I love him. He modeled for me a work ethic that really helped me greatly in getting this business off the ground. That work ethic was absolutely necessary in that season of life, working 12, 14 hours a day, seven days a week without a single day off for nine months when I first started this business in the first year of my business. That was required because of all of the other programming that I had, all of the other conditioned beliefs, all the other habits. all the, I, I needed what my dad gave me in that season of my life. And, and I will tell you, my dad's like, you work hard, you save money and and you have all this retirement and eventually one day you'll be retired and he he had picked that up from the the mass consciousness of of everybody that that's there and i'm like somewhere along the way i began to slowly break free from the chains of those mindsets and i allowed myself to say wow i think i could actually break free from thinking that I get paid for working hard. I get paid for doing a difficult job. I have come to believe that I could be paid exponentially more by doing something I love and that comes easy to me. And as a result of that, that allows me to have, I I could go on, Stephanie and I could go on four-day weekends. We can go on little mini vacations every week if we wanted to. We could go get a cabin in the woods for the weekend, any weekend of our life. We could leave on a Thursday night or a Friday morning, early in the morning, and be there all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and then leave on Monday, whatever time, and then be back home, and I could be here in plenty of time to do what I need to do on my Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. There is no requirement for me to work around the clock 60, 80, 90 hours a week just to get by, to pay all the bills and all this other stuff and all of these things. And hopefully one day I will have saved enough and invested enough so that one day when I'm, I don't know, 65, 70, and then I can relax and I can enjoy life. What if I just want to enjoy life along the way? I remember, and and, and it's coming back to me, Breaking free from the guilt and the shame of creating a life according to your desires. Breaking free with the thought that that's selfish. That that's that's somehow, to be able to do that, Cliff, you have to be taking advantage of others. How could you ever charge so much? That seems so ridiculous. And all these other, I had to break free from so much of that mental baggage. I want to always have the fruit of the Spirit. I want to have gentleness and love and compassion and service to others and all these other things. And I recognize that if I want to love others like that, and that seems to be something that that I believe is important, and there's this other belief that I have that I should treat others or, I, yeah, I should treat others or love others as I love myself, then I should probably be at peace with myself. I should have gentleness with myself. I should have respect and honor for myself. I should give myself space. I should give myself the time to build energy and to, I should really focus a lot on myself. If I genuinely want to have the ability to genuinely focus and love on others at seasons, and I feel called to do that. I think that's it. 
I've never done an episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft show like this before in my life. I don't know if I'll ever do another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft show like this again, unless I get feedback from you that says, wow, Cliff, I had no idea that you sit there and just think like this all the time. I do, by the way. I have been sharing this in a podcast called The Train With Cliff Audio Program. This, what you've just heard is just an audio journal. Started out as a written journal, and then I'm like, I, I, I think I want to I think I want to riff on my thoughts related to this. And I have had no outline other than just reading my written journal earlier in this episode. But I could I could go on forever thinking about all of these different things, the different paths that I'm going on. But life is an adventure. I believe life is a create-your-own-adventure game. I do see life as a game. It's a game that's enjoyable. And, it, and yeah, there's, there's challenges. There are levels out there that are that are tough to beat. <laughs> it, but but each with each time I attempt to beat a level and fail, ah, man, there's so much to learn. And who knows, occasionally you you come across a hidden secret, the the a, a, a hidden secret that says, "You know what? You could skip this level altogether and go straight from level 1 all the way to, you know, level 8 or whatever." Only those of you guys who played, you know, Super Mario Brothers uh whatever that game was on the NES, the very first Super Mario Brothers World or whatever it was called. Ah. <laughs> and occasionally there are things that you can do where you can get to that, that one level and you can jump and you can do the thing with the, the turtle that comes down and you can be at just the right spot. And if you turn yourself just the right way, you can pounce on him and goes cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. And, and money just rolls in endlessly occasionally believe it or I, I think this world has some things like that out there it's just are we open to seeing new possibilities are we open to seeing and exploring all that the creator of this game of life has created for us but if we're simply committed to playing the game by the rules the written rules the documentation that says this is what you do it, that will, there's no doubt that those rules and that documentation and with uh, improving your skill to a certain level, all of those things are incredibly valuable and, and will ultimately hopefully lead to the same place. But there are shortcuts available. And I'm not talking about shortcuts. And, and, and with some shortcuts, it does, it, you, you don't want to live a life by cheat codes. Games become not as fun then. That's one thing that I've noticed is that there's, okay, I'm still riffing. I noticed that there used to be a desire to live life by a cheat code. Just give me the unlimited this. The un, I just want an unlimited number of lives. I just want an unlimited number of wood and food and all the other stuff. Now I'm going into my thoughts of Age of Empires. How many of you played Age of Empires? But this unlimited resources and all of a sudden the adventure of that game, it's just like, ah, this, okay, it, it, it's a different kind of fun and it's a different kind of game, but yeah, it, it's, it's not the same as sometimes working your way through and earning along the way and the learning that comes through the process and I don't know. I, I think everything just is what it is and it's just... Yeah, Hmm. What is what is it that I want to share here? Is is there a is there a meaningful reason why I felt compelled to record this as a podcast episode and specifically feeling inspired to put this out as an episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft show? If there's anything is, that is this, are you experiencing guilt? Are you experiencing an overwhelming sense of shame about your current station in life, the current habits that you have, the behavioral patterns that you have, are you overwhelmed by guilt, shame, and self-condemnation? If so, I want you to know all that you're experiencing, all that you have experienced, and all the things that you've done have brought you to where you are today, and there's ultimately at some point down the road you're going to look back at this season of life that you might be labeling 
with your perception currently as a bad season of life. And maybe the entire season of your entire life might be considered bad. I just want to encourage you that one day you'll look back and say, wow, I wouldn't have changed a thing. I see that I needed to go through all of those things to develop the muscle mass that I have today to lift up the boulders in life that that I was created to lift. Everything that you've experienced is going to serve you and your purpose and your mission, your, your vision, your dream of the future. And you are so much more powerful than you can possibly imagine. You have the ability to create a whole new reality for which you can live in even without changing circumstances around you. But in many cases, you have the ability and the power to even change some of those. Hmm. That, yep, yep, that's it. That's this episode. I am incredibly honored by the fact that you are subscribed to this podcast I'm incredibly honored to do life with the people I get to do life with. I pray that if that if your engine has not been running for quite some time, it's kind of been seized up for a little bit, uh, and, and there's not enough battery power in your battery to, to torque that engine, to get it movement, and to turn it enough to prime the engine fuel into the engine. Pray that this episode has has raised you up a little bit, that you're feeling a little bit more hope, that you're feeling a little bit more excitement in your life about possibilities. And for those of you who are full-time self-employed, you have your own business, your life has been a series of the highest highs and some of these stalled out engine moments where you need somebody to, to jumpstart your engine in your business life, I want to invite you to check out the Next Level Mastermind. Go read about it over at nextlevelmastermind.info. Again, that's nextlevelmastermind.info. And if you want to learn more about mastermind groups, and the power of the mastermind principle, I encourage you to check out my brand new podcast that I recently launched called the Upgrade Your Peer Group Podcast. Still has the two episodes that I mentioned in the previous episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, but there are more coming. And so I encourage you to just go ahead and get subscribed to that. If you like this episode, do email me, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com, and let me know that you enjoyed this format And of course, if you do enjoy this format, I do encourage you to check out trainwithcliff.com. At trainwithcliff.com, I do a lot of audio journal format, lots of behind-the-scenes business stuff. Like if you want to know what's going on and all of the decisions that I'm making about my business, all of the plans and strategies that I have and the results that I get from them, I'm not filling up the Cliff Ravens Craft Show with all of that. But I do put it in the Train With Cliff audio program over at trainwithcliff.com. And I think I'm going to leave this episode, um, I'm going to roll out the end of this episode with a testimonial. I'm just going to randomly select a testimonial. I'm going to put it in here. And if you would like to work with me after hearing this testimonial in this episode, just head over to cliffravenscraft.com or mindsetanswerman.com and click the work with me page. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. In this testimonial, Leslie Graham was asked what she would say to somebody who is on the fence about joining the Next Level Mastermind. I mean, for me, it was it was a God moment. So I had a lot of indications that this was where I was supposed to be. And the only thing I needed was my husband to say, yes, you know, you can spend that much money because, you know, big, big purchases like that we discuss. All I can say is... My life changed in so many ways, so much so that when the one year came up, my husband and I had an agreement. It was for one year, one year only, and then it was his turn to do something. But when the one year came up, he said, you have to stay. 
So there was so much change in me and in our lives. And it wasn't that we had, we didn't have bad lives. We had, we had good lives. They just got exponentially better. And he saw the progress and he's like, you have to stay. Right. So then I stayed on almost a whole nother year. If you're looking to have your life changed in, in an accelerated way, you could, I could have maybe I got to that same, I don't think I would have got to the same place. Let's be real. The feedback from the group changed my life. <laughs> like, and my business that I own now, I would have never had. I don't know how I get to here without that, without them and you, but um, I would do it. Just do it. <laughs> if, you, if you're needing and you're needing input and you're needing coaching and you're at a place where you're just, you know, you're needing something to get you out of wherever you are right now, just do it. If you want to take your message, your business and your life to whole new levels of success, apply today for the Next Level Mastermind at nextlevelmastermind.info. Mindset and